You're tuning in to another episode of Wildlife Wonders Podcast. Sit back and relax, because today we're going to learn animal facts. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Wildlife Wonders. Woo! I am your host, Sariana, and we are going to get right into it and not waste any time. This week, we... Well, last week we talked about kangaroos and wallabies in Australia. And this week I decided, why not stay in Australia? Just talk about a different class of animals. So we are going to talk about reptiles. And I have a very, very, very special guest today. His name is Roscoe. He is my four-year-old bearded dragon. Since today, we will be talking about bearded dragons. Sorry. Y'all can't see what I'm recording, so I'm going to showing off Roscoe here. So Roscoe is, like I said, four years old. They are native to Australia. The name is Bearded Dragon, but people also call them Beardies. They're very common reptile pets, um, mostly because they're very docile. They're calm. They're sociable with humans for the most part. And um, they're pretty, in my opinion, they're pretty simple to take care of once you get the lighting part down packed. So Roscoe here, like I said, is from Australia. They can be found along the savannas and some of the desert lands, as well as woodlands. They live anywhere from four to 10 years. Roscoe here is four years old, of course, in captivity. It depends on um, their environment and what they're being fed. But in, in general, in the wild, they live four to 10 years. There are nine different species of bearded dragons. Uh, there, To me, that's not a whole lot. But at the same time, in bearded dragons in captivity and um, domesticated bearded dragons, there's so many different variations and morphs uh, because, of course, of breeding. But in the wild, you are not going to see that many morphs and variations. So you have the central bearded dragon, the eastern, the western, the dwarf, the Rankins, and also known as Lawson, you have the Mitchells. There's another one called the Small Seal dry, or the Dry Scale River um, Bearded Dragon. They're mostly insectivorous, which means um, insectivores, sorry, that they mostly just eat insects. And then you have Pagona Minor and the Nullabore. Those are your nine species of bearded dragons in the wild. Really, the variation between them are sizing, sometimes color, maybe a little bit about what they eat. Ross, ooh, sorry. My bad, I spooked you. So, we're just going to get right into it with the facts after that. So, as far as diet, you're probably like, oh, this looks terrifying. It's a lizard. What do they eat? Well, in the wild, they eat bugs. They eat plenty of bugs, worms, beetles, spiders, uh, they can also eat vegetables. They also eat fruit. As adults, it is up to them and their choice. It really depends on the bearded dragon, I guess, their food supply and what they're into. They can eat um, small rodents and lizards if need be. Now, is that their first choice? No, but they will be. Uh, they will eat it if they want to. As far as my um, Roscoe here, I do not feed him any rodents. I will not. I do not. He does not eat rodents and other small lizards in my house. Maybe other people do, but I do feed him worms and roaches sometimes, as well as every now and then some beetles. Um, he will eat plenty of fruit when he feels like it, such as berries, bananas as treats because they're so sweet. Um, 
And there's other fruits as well. Every He loves cherries. Absolutely loves cherries. Of course, he's not going to get that in his wild environment because he's a little spoiled. But in um, as far as greens, he'll eat mustard greens, most of the herbs, so parsley, cilantro. He'll eat... Um, what else will you eat, Roscoe? Every now and then he'll eat some collard greens, but he eats very, a variety of different greens depending on how he's feeling. But in the wild, they are they are omnivores, meaning they eat different things. They eat fruits and vegetables and insects and all kinds of things. Uh, Behavior-wise, <laughs> Roscoe here is very territorial. They are very territorial in the wild. You would not put two male bearded dragons together because guess what it'll be a wwe showdown they don't share they're like that only child they don't share okay so you will not put two males together uh personally even with the females they of course do mate but in general they're they're not the most loving towards their own genders um so they are territorial they can attack females if they the female is not submissive to them they might attack the female uh they have the reason why they're called a bearded dragon is come here roscoe so under their heads here this is considered their beard it is spiky it's a little flabby when it's not blown up as you can see starting to blow it up a little now the more i aggravate them But when they get upset, I'm pushing it up with my finger, but when they get upset, this beard gets really big and it can get black. And so that's a a sign that they're upset. It's a sign of territory. They're being territorial. They're being aggressive. Um, They're warning predators to stay away. Sometimes when they're just not happy about something, they'll turn black. I've also seen Roscoe here turn black um, when he's trying to cool down, when he's hot and trying to cool down. But yeah, that's their beard. It'll get real puffy. A lot of times when a lot of reptiles do this, the defense mechanisms that they have make themselves, make their body seem bigger than they are. So one reason of the beard to get big and wide is to make make it seem to predators and other people messing with them them hey i'm big and bad don't touch me so that's what the beard is for it like i said has little spikes all this will come up all the spikes will come up a little more when uh when he's trying to show off his skills also they are one of the only two species of um lizards that will change colors he's trying to run away they're one of the only two species that can change color for him as you see he is brown he has a pattern of brown and orange for those that can't see he has a pattern of brown and orange and a little yellow but when he's upset his tail his whole body can turn black but his tail can turn black his face usually his head and face turns black first and a little of his body i've also seen him turn more vibrant orange when it's usually summer or sometimes when he's um, in some good lighting, when he's in a good mood, I've seen him turn a little more orange. I've seen him be a little more yellow. Uh, so I've seen more of his vibrant colors come out in the times that need to be. But right now he's just like a little regular dull old brown with a little orange tint. But in the wild, they can change colors um, depending, I guess, on their mood, their heat absorption and trying to be... I guess their their reflection towards predators or how they're trying to show themselves to predators, they might change their colors for that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I love to see when he changed colors, pretty unique to watch. But as far as communication, since we're talking about how they communicate, fun fact, bearded dragons do not make any noise. They don't make any sound at all. Well, they make one sound and you will only ever hear this when a bearded dragon is upset and trying to ward off predators or don't want to be messed with. And sometimes they will hiss. I've seen him do it a handful of times. Um, it's not a common thing that he does. 
in the wild you might see it more of course with predators but other than hissing bearded dragons don't make any noise they can't bark they can't meow they can't ah, they can't do nothing so the way they communicate is a couple different ways one i explained before they turn black so that's their way of communicating. hey back off i'm upset don't mess with me right now but they also head bob so they'll go like this where it's like what's up dude what's up like that um so they'll do that sometimes when one they're trying to show off to predators like don't mess with me this is my this is my turf but they will also do it when they're trying to mate and get a female's attention um sometimes they just do it to communicate towards other bearded dragons it's not something personally he does too commonly but either way every bearded dragon is differently and of course he doesn't face as many threats as he would in the wild another communication method that they use is sometimes they'll stomp their feet this is more a defensive move um when they're trying to again be in territorial telling this is my land this is my place don't mess with me they can stump their feet or like i guess pound their feet they can also wave their arms it is the cutest little thing i know it's supposed to be defensive or like a warning but they can wave their arms so you'll often see come here roscoe you'll often see their little arms in the front sometimes and it's not always a defense mechanism sometimes they're just doing it sometimes it's a sign of mating sign of being social he's done it before when he wants to get out but that's not too often that's when he was a little younger but he'll just take his little arm and like wave it like a almost like a high like a wave a regular human wave so he'll wave it like hey look at me what's up so sometimes they'll do that they'll do that in the wild as well but like i said it's either to get attention to a female bearded dragon or another bearded dragon around They'll do it as a sign of territory or a warning, like, hey, this is my place, this is my area, don't come near, or just to be social and domesticated since they might, she, he might do it to get my attention. So that's more the way they, that's more the way they communicate. And another cool thing about them, and I'll see if he'll let me show you, they have, so with males and females, there is sexual dimorphism. That means there's a difference between the male and the female genders in that species so for bearded dragons there is sexual dimorphism in which the male is mostly always going to be larger the males are going to be larger but also with being larger they're going to have bigger heads their heads as you can see here with roscoe or you might be able to see their heads are wider and it's just fatter heads they have the big beards when they're getting upset as you can see a little bit now because i took them off the chair and then also along with that there's something called femoral pads here they're in between their thighs they go from like one knee to the other they're little dots females have them but males females and males both have them but the males femoral um, pads are bigger you can see the holes they're a lot more noticeable the reason why they have these um i said femoral pads femoral pores the reason why they have these femoral pores is to mark their territory and for mating you'll sometimes see when a bearded dragon gets on an area, he might rub his um, rub his bottom on the area. It's basically to say, hey, this is my tree. No one touch. Um, another way that their selfishness shows, but also it's just a natural thing of the wild, is to say, I mean, dogs do it when they pee on a tree. A lot of animals do it when they are in a certain area. They might put a scent out. It's kind of their way of saying, hey, this is mine. Or, hey, I'm trying to mate with you. I'm trying to get with you, girl. And that's just, that's their method. But both females and males have the femoral pores. Outside of that, when they're mating, also a cool fact that sometimes when the female, when they're mating, they do their little arm waving, let the woman know, hey, I'm ready. 
So they get with their female and then they bite them sometimes to, I guess, a way of like dominance. So sometimes they'll bite the back of their neck. Other than that, the weight for Roscoe here, I'm not sure, but the weight usually in the wild is between 10 and 18 ounces and they're 18 to 22 inches. I haven't measured his exact length, but I can give you a rough estimate that Roscoe is about from the tip of my finger, or the tip of my middle finger, and his tail goes down to about my um, my elbow. So that's how he's a pretty long boy. There are bigger ones, of course, domesticated is, domesticated is going to be different than your wild animals, of course, because they eat a different diet in domestication in the house as pets than they would in the wild. And of course, they have different conditions. They don't have predators and so forth. So a final um, final note that we're going to talk about Roscoe here, because he's getting antsy. So the final note that we will talk about is the predators. And one more cool fact that I think y'all might find pretty interesting. So Roscoe here, of course, is he's big, but he's not that big. He's still pretty small for a lizard. So for him, there are a lot of people out to eat him regularly. Some of those include snakes. Some of those include guanas, which is a type of bigger um, lizard. Then you have your dingoes, your birds of prey, like your hawks and your owls. And then you have your cats and your foxes. There's different kind of cats and foxes in the wild that might be out to think he's a delicious meal. Roscoe, of course, would not like that. Um, But it is the way of the world. Everybody gets eaten by something. So that's a little cool fact. They are widely spread. Um, They are commonly one of the, I mean, guess you could say a threat to them now is that they are wildly domesticated because of their docile nature so yeah a lot of people take them to domesticate them or breed them for pets so on the last fact because he's trying to run away is that on roscoe so bearded dragons and bearded dragons beardies as a lot of people call them have two eyes of course on the side of their head this is their two eyes to see as you can also see if he'll come back he has an ear he has two ears, of course, and the holes on the side of his head are his ears. Now, the cool fact is not just, of course, he has eyes, of course, he has ears to see, but bearded dragons have a third eye. You know how humans be like, I have a third eye in the middle of my head? Bearded dragons have a, a third eye. You can't, it's hard to see. It's really hard to see. It's like a little dot, and it's not an eye they can visually look out of, but they can see when there's a change of light over their head. So it's kind of to where uh, let them know that a predator is above them. So again, it's like a little dot. If you ever, if you have a bearded dragon, if you've ever seen a bearded dragon, I don't know if it's that clear with baby bearded dragons because when babies come out, they're the size of your pinky. So it might, they might be too small to see it. But when they get older, there's a little dot in between the bearded dragon's kind of eye sockets or the head. That is where the third eye will be. And it's to let them know that there's a predator or something above them, but they can't visually see out of it. They can just see the change of light. So that's all about the bearded dragons from Australia. And I will quickly mention there is another lizard in Australia that people sometimes confuse beardies for. And I'm going to put you down, Roscoe. And that is the frilled neck lizard. Technically, I guess the name for the genus is the Clamatosaurus, Clamatosaurus. It is the only animal in that genus group. They are largely arboreal. That means they live in the trees, but just like, um, well, I didn't mention it. Roscoe's diurnal. So Roscoe comes out, He that means he's awake during the day and sleep at night like humans for the most part. Um, he can be awake during the night, but most of the time he is asleep. 
So now that I said that he is diurnal, the frilled neck lizard is also considered diurnal, but they mostly, they can be seen coming down from the trees at sunrise and sunset to get some food. They are reptiles. They are cold blooded. They have to come down to hunt and they come down to get sun. They are also found in Australia, but they can also be found in New Guinea. And the reason I say they get confused a lot for the bearded dragons. So, you know, the bearded dragons have their beards at the bottom that they puff up. Well, the frilled neck lizard has frills around his head that typically when they're, when you see them around, they're going to be laying on their, I guess, laying on their throat. They're flat. But when a frilled neck lizard gets, what's the word? When he gets territorial or aggressive or he gets afraid the frills come up and they go out and they're big and they stand up on their hind legs and they try to make you scared or make the predator scared off or not want to eat them. The frills are often colorful, even though naturally the frill neck lizard a lot of time is like brown or darker colors or it kind of resembles tree bark or the trees they stand to kind of camouflage in a way. But when they're showing off their frills, their frills usually have more color in it. They open their mouth and they can hiss like bearded dragons. They also don't make a lot of noise. They can hiss like bearded dragons can hiss, but they open their mouths. They move their heads with the frills. They stand on their two legs and say, back off, back off. Don't touch me. I'm big. The reason they use the frills, one of the reasons, is to make themselves seem bigger than they are, just like the bearded dragons. But it's also just their, um, they also use it to mate as well. It's like, almost like um, peacocks, almost like peacocks. Hey, I have a big frill, see me, I'm beautiful. So I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, sorry. You guys, Roscoe is not cooperating on my lap right now. He is trying to fall and jump off and grab me. So that was, that. they're similar to... They're very similar to bearded dragons in that sense. You might get them confused with the Dilophosaurus um, in Jurassic Park. The little, the, the, their dinosaurs that run around with the big frills. They are not the same, but they're similar. Um, another fun fact about them, their spines are connected by cartilage with the jawbones. So their jawbones, the frills, their spine is all connected to one. It helps keep the frills stable around their head. So it won't be flopping and everything, but it's all one connection. One more fact in about the frilled lizard. And it's, of of course, outside the frills, it's also another very important fact about them. They are bipedal. They walk on their two legs. If you ever watch a video on the frilled lizard, it's hilarious. It's cute and hilarious. They run around on their two legs, so it looks like they're walking like humans, but they're lizards. I can't believe I forgot to mention that part. Go watch a video watching field lizards run. Funniest thing you'll probably see today. And their biggest threat is also the pet trade. Uh, they are really abundant, just like bearded dragons are here. But they're a lot of people want them, just like bearded dragons. But a lot of people want them because they're cool. They're exotic, which is not the reason you should get most of these animals. Unlike the bearded dragon, they are not as docile and they can be temperamental as well. They're carnivorous. They eat beetles, ants, small mammals such as mice. They love butterflies. They love larvae, moths, spiders, and they can eat other lizards as well. They, just like the bearded dragons, the males are larger and the females are smaller, but they both genders, both the female males have about the same color. So there's no difference in the coloration. And just like the bearded dragon, birds of prey such as eagles and owls 
they all are um, predators for this animal, but there's and snakes, just like bearded dragons, but you also have your dingoes, your guanas again, and then something called a quals. It also is a predator for the frill lizard. They mate uh, from September to November, and the young, as soon as they come out, can start eating. They can start putting their frills up and dancing and having a little party as soon as they come out the egg. So unlike unlike humans, a lot of animals, when they come out, they're independent. We're just not, we're not independent for a very long time, but a lot of animals, especially reptiles, come out ready, ready to move on their own, ready to leave, go hunt and do what they need to do. Uh, so I thought like just the fact that humans are behind some time when it comes to that. Yeah, we can live longer, but they'd be ready to go when they come out. So all of that to say, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoyed my crazy pet lizard here named Roscoe. It's my special guest for today. And tune in next Friday. Every Friday, new episode to the next episode to see what we will be discussing next week. We will probably be moving outside of Australia. Uh, so get ready for that. But hopefully you have learned something about... And there he goes. Hopefully you've learned something about the bearded dragons and the frilled lizards today. If you have any questions, any interest, any comments you want to make please reach out to me on Wildlife Wonders Podcast on Instagram. That is Wildlife Wonders with an S Podcast on Instagram. And let me know what you think about the episode. Let me know what you learned. Let me know what you want to hear next week, maybe. Yeah. Stay tuned. Thank you, everybody. Bye.